This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the Alzheimer Film Podcast. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John and this week we're talking hello. about Asteroid City. I just saw that in the yeah. background. Just hello. Yes, this is 11th film by Wes Anderson, am I correct? I think, I think so, that sounds about right to me. It's been quite a few years since the last time we got a Wes Anderson film back in 2020 something i forgot yeah november 2021 ish um we actually did a video on that way back when before we started editing yeah, the French so, you dispatch, know. yeah yeah we did that was I, I really enjoyed that one so yeah this one was a really really interesting film because there's a lot that goes into this film and afterwards we were like huh that was a good film and then we were like are we missing something and then we just talked about it and it became a really interesting discussion about the film, which we are trying to recreate. Yeah, <laughs> we've already had a great, like, that would have been a great podcast. And now we're having yeah. to do that again. But yeah, you're yeah. right. The more you think about this movie, the more that you're like, oh, there's so many things that kind of goes into this. So full spoilers ahead for anyone who hasn't seen it. Astro City briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Okay. World-changing events spectacularly disrupt the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention in American desert town circa 1955. Fantastic. Short and simple. Let's just kind of get started. What did you think of the movie? This was a very, very philosophical movie from Wes Anderson because once you go into this film, it can be very difficult to get into because we were like, I don't know where the direction the movie is going or where it's taking us. But, you know, what the trailers showed us, it was like, oh, there's this massive world-changing event with this contact with an alien and that's where the film's going in but it goes into a completely different direction from the last 10 minutes of the film which completely makes up with everything that happened in the film again i say this is so interesting to see from wes yeah this is going to really lend itself to a rewatch there's so many details and so many things and the themes that come through especially towards the end we were sitting in the cinema watching asteroid city and i was thinking to myself yeah this is really good but i'm not truly understanding what the themes are i'm not truly grasping that yet and then the final act of the film particularly the final 20 minutes hits you with a scene between margot robbie and jason schwartzman where margot robbie talks about the pointlessness of everything and adrian brody says earlier that, you know, we're just kind of telling stories and we're just kind of going along. And it's not necessarily about that meaning. We have to find that for ourselves. Sometimes things happen. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, right, I understand. The film in many ways is just kind of about this pointlessness and this existentialism and coming to terms with that. I feel like the journey that all the characters go on are an acceptance of the pointlessness of everything and their lives and their problems all coming into perspective in terms of these like grand cosmic stakes, the idea of not being alone in the universe and that reframing how they see themselves and their lives. Yeah, and I love that scene. That scene was just incredible. It was just so simple, but yet powerful in their performance and the dialogue. It's referring to the character in the film, but also the pointlessness really like what margot Robbie said 
the picture always comes out and that really hit me i was like oh so as we go through this film there's a lot of stuff that we all have to get along with it can be spontaneous it can be really emotional but this is what the film is there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens and you have to be ready for it like for example when jason schwartzman's character hits his hand on the stove we don't know why he did it but that's how we got along with it especially when the students prepared a song with the band and it turns into this musical number where they're just dancing about this alien that just came down to visit them and this is like the idea of purpose yeah that's an interesting plot thread because the whole time the teacher is trying to remain order trying to go ahead with her lesson plan the way that she'd always kind of had it out and, and she's very confused she's thinking to herself oh i don't really know what to do because this isn't anything that i understand or anything that i can try and make anyone else understand with this visitation from this alien and that moment where they all start dancing is just so great because it's all them just kind of letting go and just being like ah it doesn't really matter does it like we're in this situation and nothing can be said to make any of it make sense to make us happy about any of it so we're just gonna dance we're just gonna have a good time because why not and I love that. And and the whole thing becomes so surrealist. You see this kind of unraveling of sanity with all these people locked up and just kind of being like, what does it matter? And in a lot of ways, this kind of slots along many films that have come out recently that just kind of feel like a product of the pandemic and a product of, you know, Wes Anderson is in lockdown and he is just thinking, what does any of it matter? This is reframing everything that I thought about my priorities and the work that I've made. And he's making a movie which kind of, you know, puts all of our problems into a grand perspective perspective that makes everyone just kind of say ah does it really matter i love all those layers to it i love all that stuff and as you say with the burn hand one of the big things that jason schwartzman's character the actor of the character obviously there are different layers of this movie there's the play itself and then the people making the play the actor of the character augie he doesn't understand why augie burns his hand the whole time he's like why does he burn his hand it doesn't make any sense and he asks loads of people and, and, and at the end you get again it's all part of that realization where he comes to realize that it doesn't matter he just does what he does and you know it's up to you to find meaning in that and as you say with the picture the pictures always come out and that's the what that's the how that's that's what's happening but it's up to us to kind of create that meaning and put it into it you yeah. know we're all just telling stories as people we're all asleep we're all sleepwalking through these situations but it's up to us to wake up and to feel the meaning behind it and figure out the meaning for ourselves and that you know kind of all comes back with the chant of you can't wake up until you've already fallen asleep like there are so many layers that kind of come out in the final third of the movie where it's just like yes okay Wes is actually saying some really profound things here that weren't clear and when they become clear oh there's just so much to kind of unpack yeah i really liked the existentialism in this film like when ryan cranston's character you know he was just presenting this play but also he merged in this play and he's like oh i'm not supposed to be here and it's like the idea of like how can you tell from reality or fiction we have to go along with it and it breaks reality or does it break the play's reality or are we exploring this foundation of this play. I really love the surrealism of, of that kind of element. The fact that Brian Cranston just appears in the play and the characters stop and look at him and he's like, I'm not supposed to be here. And then we pan back and then they just continue. And it's never brought up But there are just these levels of surrealism and these levels of, as you say, reality with things that are spoken about the play as they're making it. And then, like, you know, you see those same scenes inside the world of the play itself. And all those different layers add, you know, this level of confusion and emotion and surrealism that, again, doesn't really become clear until right at the end. And I I love that. I think that's such an interesting idea. Yeah, that whole narrative works really well. 
there were some parts that it was a bit of a struggle to get into where the story was going. But then again, the third act actually helps that with this whole epilogue. But where the story fell flat was, I wish we could have seen a bit more emotional exploration with Jason Schwartzman's character, with his wife. But then again, it's like an argument, like, I wish you could see more of that, like, you know, he's trying to overcome this grief. But then again, it's kind of linked back to the idea that the picture always comes out. And there's that picture Augie took of his wife, where she was sitting on a bathtub reading the book outside the balcony. And I think that might be one of the most interesting pictures that Wes might have done, because it really links to the idea of the film. Like, you take a picture, does it have meaning behind it? Maybe not. Or you see it and you feel like that maybe has meaning as what you just said earlier. We just got to find something within it. So I wish there was some exploration. That's what my criticism was. But this was like a slice of life, really. This is just mm. felt like we've seen new characters unravel what their lives like in this little place, Asteroid City. And it just goes very chaotic and it breaks reality. Yeah. And goes into the writer and it's like, wow. Yeah, it just goes into a lot of things, which I really like. Yeah, I think I would agree with that criticism. What we're given are these different planes of reality and and the idea that nothing matters. And that does kind of make some of the emotional beats a little bit confusing, a little bit falling flat. And I think that the idea of the pictures and the detachment of reality is so smart coming from Wes Anderson because there's been a lot of conversation recently about Wes Anderson's style. Like, what is his style? We have this, quite frankly, just horrific trend on TikTok, which is trying to replicate his style and people are just reducing his style to just symmetry and just these very specific pans and and very particular movements. And that is true. Like, that is all stuff that he does. But there's so much more to it than that. There's so much emotion that he captures from these frames. There's so much that he kind of builds this fairly emotionless style that then becomes full of emotion because of the way that he shoots it. And and you get in this film, Augie taking pictures and, you know, not asking for permission, just taking pictures because what he sees is pleasing. He takes a picture of Mitch, Scarlett Johansson's character, eating a waffle or, you know, like reaching for something over a curtain or of an atom bomb or of the alien itself. And he's not finding meaning in any of that. He's just taking pictures and it's just coming out. But the meaning from that taken out of that is for the beholder to take. And in many ways, that is almost a reflection of Wes Anderson's style. These pictures all work wonderfully on their own, but they have so much more meaning when you put them into that scenario. I just had a sudden realization. You know, like the quarantine idea of it, you know, like when the alien came down and they want to contain this whole town, one of the things that really now just hit me was he's taking these random pictures and they don't have the meaning. But I wonder if it's linked to the idea of like, if we're trying to find meaning in a picture, are we wasting our time? What if, you know, quarantine, it's like this massive surge of attention for something that is so spontaneous, so random. And Augie just took a picture of it, like, oh, I just like it, That that's all. And then everyone's panicking over it. It's like, how are we supposed to go along with it? And they're disrupting this flow of life, you know, how do we keep going from this? And it's like that scene where he's like, am I doing it right, you know, with Augie? Sometimes a story is just a story. That's what Adrian Brody's character says. Sometimes we try and find so much meaning from these pictures or from these things and we don't just kind of enjoy it we don't just kind of live and see reality 
the characters in the film are all put under quarantine because the US government is worried about this alien and what it all could mean. And the band member just says, what if the aliens just kind of checking us out? What are the aliens just kind of enjoying seeing us? And that's it. That's so interesting. <laughs> we talk every week about films and about TV. In many ways, this is almost like a Ratatouille critic moment where you just kind of realize that in many ways, what Wes Anderson is saying with this movie is that sometimes you just got to enjoy things. Sometimes you just got to detach yourself and sometimes you will find that meaning and sometimes you won't. And I think that, you know, that's okay. You can still just kind of enjoy it and move on. And you definitely see some people getting hung up on, on these stories and, and the meaning behind them and it not meaning the things they want it to mean. And I think that for somebody who's been working in the industry for decades and is on his 11th film, Wes Anderson almost accepts that not every story is going to resonate and it almost comes at the perfect time with people replicating his style online and he's just kind of saying it doesn't matter this is just for me to enjoy this is for you to enjoy and if you don't enjoy it then what does it matter i think all of that is just it really hits you like a truck when you think about it i'm like a bit like oh like it, it shakes you i think that's so yeah so fascinating that, that's why i was trying to say like you know it's the idea of enjoyment and how are we not supposed to find meaning that's what everybody is worried about like are we supposed to find meaning or are we supposed to find purpose and in film, that's a lot of the case, really. You could find meaning in films. I mean, that's up to you as the audience member. You could find something in it. But most of the time, it's to escape or to generate ideas. That is all just, you know, some really big things that are packaged in a movie that, you know, this movie tackles really big themes while also having the same classic stuff that we all love about Wes Anderson. All of the kind of comedy that just kind of comes out of nowhere, like with the dancing kids or at one point, Jason Schwartzman's character just punches his fist through a glass when he can't open a window. And that stuff is just really, really funny and, and really effective. But also you have the deeper stuff like within that. And I think the fact that those two work so well is just a testament to how effective Wes Anderson is is uh, what he does because he is just the best yes and i want to talk about the cinematography and the set design for this whole film it's incredible the whole town for astro city the set design was just so good i really loved the introduction to you know when the camera was showing the whole town it was like on the road and it was just showing like the different pinpoints of the towns like the bridge or the cafe or the houses and you feel like you were fully immersed in that whole space you would know the people you would know anything about their day-to-day -day life i just loved it it just completely immersed you into this surrealistic world that doesn't feel realistic but it does at the same time that's the power of west anderson right there it's funny when we talk about francis bash i did say i would love to see west anderson do a play yeah I remember that. One of the many things that I love about this film is he's playing with aspect ratios, he's playing with colour, he's playing with set design and all these things and like the actual world of the play. All of that stuff is just so amazing. I find it funny that you've got the difference between the black and white and the colour, which Christopher Nolan is also doing in Oppenheimer. Like this <laughs> idea of like yeah. you know, the subjective and the objective and you know what's happening in these different realities. Just so clever and so interesting. And I think the whole thing is so impressive, the way that it manages to come together so nicely at the end, when before that I was really unsure about whether it would work, but it does all come together really, really well. Yeah. He loves to experiment on different things in each different film. My favourite bit was when there was the phone call between between Jason Schwartzman and Tom Hanks, where there was like this two cameras, one was in Asteroid City and one was in Tom Hanks' character's home, and they played so well with the dialogue. But the one really interesting thing, they were like long takes, no cutting, it was just like you were there, you were in that film, you were like listening to these characters. 
it felt so surrealistic. You were like, I don't know what I'm seeing, but I know I'm in this. It's giving you that experience. And I love that. That is just really cool to see. And as always with Wes Anderson, there's live action, there's animation. You've got some really nice stop motion in this movie with <laughs> a roadrunner, which is, which, you know, keeps on popping up, which is really, really fun. And the alien itself, obviously you see that kind of in the trailer. In the French Dispatch, there's the whole like, animated sequence. He loves just kind of using different levels of production. To be able to move seamlessly between the two is very difficult, but he does it masterfully. I know that we all, you know, we we're talking recently about Spider-Verse and all the different uses of animation, but I think Wes Anderson is right up there doing that, you know, live action animation together and making it work so, so well in a way that isn't talked about that often, but really should be. Yeah. One of the funny things in this film, aside from the spontaneous moments, was Jeff Goldblum as the alien. The design for the alien was cool, but when the film started to break down into reality, you can see Jeff Goldblum in the costume. I don't know what the quote is, but he did say Yeah, he, yeah. He's like, I oh, know, you see, I play the alien as a metaphor. And it's just like, it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> because like, well, like at the beginning when the credits are rolling, it says... Jeff Goldblum as the alien and I was like what the fuck <laughs> and then like you get that payoff at the end when he's sitting there in makeup just dressed as the alien and it's like that's a, what a perfect choice Wes Anderson loves to use the same actors again and again as every director does but I just love that he's like yeah we gotta get Jeff Goldblum what's he gonna do I don't know who'll sit in a chair and just talk about how <laughs> the alien is a metaphor oh my god I love that so much that was just so well timed and you know like in the opening credits I turned to you it was like oh it's Jeff Goldblum as the alien because we didn't really know the cast list really didn't we we just like oh we didn't see Margot Webby or Edward Norton or Jeff Goldblum in the trailer We're like oh this cast list is stacked yeah it really is and we actually have an email which fits in quite nicely from the man himself Samuel Masson and he says hey <laughs> he says the out of time film pod return of the email gentlemen sorry it's been a while since my last email sincere apologies but we are back <laughs> asteroid city is the first wes anderson movie i have seen and it was a bit of an odd watch for me this is the first wes anderson film i've seen and it is a very different movie to any others out there oh. so it was certainly an experience there's a lot to take in first of all there were so many stars in this movie it was unreal i went into this blind and so when i saw a new actor slash actress it surprised me each time but let's take a minute to appreciate the cast in this what an ensemble however there was lots to take in with this movie there were a few subplots in there and it seemed to go from subplot A to subplot B quite plainly and maybe I need to rewatch it so I wasn't in the right frame of mind but it felt a bit boring and didn't make much sense in my opinion visually though the film was gorgeous I really loved the colours and style of these films there is something so simple and endearing about it and if Anderson's other films are like this I'm interested to see what is in the catalogue that being said is there any Wes Anderson film you would recommend it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts keep up the good work guys see you in the next one Sam thanks Sam Thank you, Sam. Awesome, awesome, brilliant to have you back. Um, so yeah, what do you, what do you think? Where's Anderson film recommendations? What would you what would you go for? Okay, I'm gonna say this. Bottle Rocket. That is the first film that you yes. gotta go into. Like, yes. that's where the magic happened from Wes Anderson. Mm. You know, like he worked with Owen Wilson for this film. You know, writing for it, and there's a lot of heart and lots of funny moments that he created. My favorite scene from that is the bookshop <laughs> uh, yes. uh, heist. And it was just so funny. It's just cleverly well-made. So if you weren't a fan of Asteroid City, which I understand because there's a lot of meanings, but also pointless meanings as well in that film, I recommend Bottle Rocket from the very start. There's some great ones like Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zaisu. 
Yeah, there's a great one. So Bottle Rocket is the top of the list for me. Uh, yeah, I've always yeah. feel like people don't talk about Bottle Rocket enough. It really is mm. an absolute banger. I feel like there's a lot in Anderson's early stuff which really kind of informs what he would become as a filmmaker. And yeah, I agree. I think that's a great movie. But, you know, obviously, as you say, there are the heavy hitters. Grand Budapest, Life Aquatic, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like, those movies you really can't go wrong with. Yeah. But I think what, what his movies all strike the balance with really well, and arguably Astro City does miss out a little bit, is the emotion and you know that those moments that really kind of hit you and we've talked a bit about that in astro city but i think especially in something like life aquatic at the end the emotion of it mm. is what makes that so so perfect and yeah the cast in this movie is just like insane yeah and this film is so stacked with so many cast members it's so really cool to see them Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely think you know, anybody who's interested should definitely be watching it at the cinema as well. I want to talk about like the ratings for this film. It's insane. I don't know what people have been saying because if you look on Google, there's a Google reviews of Asteroid City. Everyone's just saying it looks visually great, but this is a crap film. One of them says it's absolutely meaningless. Is that not the point? Is that, that not is... such a big part of what the a dumpster fire about... movie? I mean, I disagree. <laughs> That really bothered me because it's got two stars on Google reviews. That's insane. What are you going to give Astro City out of 10? I want to say a 7 or an 8, but I'm going to go oh, with okay. an 8. Cool, yeah, I'm going for a 9, so just a bit above that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you. If you enjoyed it and listening on YouTube, you can give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Next week, we're doing Indiana Jones and the Dial Woo! of Destiny, which yeah. I'm really hoping is going to be good. Final Indiana Jones adventure. Let's hope that it's as good as I know it can be. And you can send us an email at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And ask us any questions, and we'll answer it right here on the podcast next week. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod to see our incredible thumbnail nails from Zayn Afzal and on Twitter for more thoughts from me and TikTok to see edited clips which are also on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts and you can find links to all that in the description below. Thanks to Jones Mayer for the excellent theme and Ronan Phillips vocals as always and I think that's everything. Yes, if you liked the film tell us or if you didn't, tell us. Take what you can. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>